Toys. Welcome to another episode of Open Your Toys Cast. Episode number? 5-0. I am Slick McFavorite. And I am Mrs. McFavorite. And this is Open Your Toys, the official podcast of OpenYourToys.com, the site dedicated to the four greatest action figure franchises of the 80s at all time. And those are, Mrs. McFavorite? Those are... (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. McFavorite's giving me directing cues. (laughs) They are Star Wars, Transformers, Masters of the Universe, and G.I. Joe. (laughs) If you'd like to reach us, oh, here, you can see the show notes. Uh, (laughs) You can email me at slick at openyourtoys.com. Or you can drop me a line at Mrs. McFavorite at openyourtoys.com. The blog's always there at openyourtoys.com. You can leave comments on individual episodes or all of them, all 50 of them. 50, yay! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, which I haven't been on lately very much just because I've been busier than hell trying to restore my computer and catch up at work from being sick last week. Yeah. So fun. Oh, he is. He's so cute when he's sick, too. See, look how cute I am. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> or you can follow my random quotes and thoughts of the day. At Mrs. Underscore McFavorite. That's right. Uh, Facebook, you can uh, follow Slick McFavorite on there at facebook.com slash open your toys. Or you can fan us. And I hate that, but it's actually called fan. I guess it's not a fan. You you like us. Yeah. So that's okay. That's more appropriate. You can like us on like Facebook. Us, <laughs> okay, this is like a reality TV show. You can't talk directly to oh, the camera. To the camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can uh, like us at facebook.com slash openyourtoyscast. Yay. Or you can contact us by the best way ever because you know it's our favorite and you know you like it too. So then you can give your fingers just a little bit of a rest and call us at... 720-235-TOYS. That's 720-235-8697. Maddie Collector's uh, phone number is some derivative that has the same 8697. It still has the toys at the end of it. Oh, does it? Yeah. That's hilarious. (laughs) Unfortunately, I had to call them. But we're not talking toys today. No. Not talking toys. We're not talking toys? We're talking about what we're drinking right now. Oh, yeah. What are what, you drinking? What's that you're drinking? <laughs> <laughs> what is that monstrosity right there? I'm taking it back to the old school. Well, as old school we were, as it is. We were for, tea people for a while. Yeah. We, we went off on the teas for a few months. Yeah. And it's the twisted teas, hard iced tea, half and half. So I got an alcoholic Arnold Palmer right here. Nice. I love me some Arnold Palmer. Big old 24-ouncer. And let's see. I am drinking uh, Monk's Ale. Let's see here. It is... Come on, focus on that. No. Wow, yeah. Oh, so you don't this want to focus on mine, shitty. but you'll focus on yours? If I zoom, it'll fuck up, too. That's how shitty this little bloggy is. <laughs> this is made with care and prayer, Monk's Ale. Uh, and okay. uh, I purposely kept this. What's going on? Is it skipping? 
Uh, it just looked it. like it. Can you just shrink down the earth, like narrow? Oh, I see so what you're you saying. So then you can see it going on each side of the screen. Yes, ma'am, a jam. I will not be able to see it because of the glare. So you'll be completely responsible for that. All right, <laughs> <laughs> Monk's Ale. I kept the box because the bottle didn't have anything on it. So. For centuries, monks throughout Europe have been recognized for crafting some of the world's finest ale. The Benedictine months of New Mexico bring these same venerable traditions to monks' ale, a healthy, full-bodied ale that endears us with heavenly taste. Please drink responsibly, and God bless. Secluded in the silvery-starred wilderness of northern New Mexico, the Monastery of Christ in the desert welcomes guests of all faiths. And you can visit them at ChristDesert.org. And all I had to say about this beer is that it needed a little bit more prayer. Yeah, this uh, <laughs> this stuff right here is no good. I don't like it very much either. <laughs> That's a little strong. Yeah, I and I think that definitely is why I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like really close to a fucking IPA. But I guess that's an Indian pale ale, so. Really? Close enough. Is that an MPA? Monk's <laughs> pale ale? So oh sorry. my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> All right, we're going to shut down the video now as we get into the rest of our cast here. all right um so this is going to be a little bit different than our normal cast uh we tried to figure out what we wanted to do for a 50th episode and you know there's there's all kinds of different special things we could have done an outtake only cast since we have outtakes for 50 episodes but that would have been a lot of hard work that he would have had to fight me and fight me (laughs) did you start working on the podcast yet no (laughs) <laughs> Are you going to start working on the podcast? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> so I decided that I have joined so many podcasts, you know, 100 episodes in, and I'm not going to go back and listen to all 100 episodes. Now, some I have, you know, um, but what I figured was with our 50th episode, let's get to know us a little bit better. Because oh. when it really comes down to it, you can get your toy news from anybody, right? This is true. And uh, so we assume you're listening to us because you like what we have to say. It's because they love our beautiful, beautiful voices, sweetie. <laughs> yeah, maybe when we don't have colds. And I'm our still a drunken, nasally. And our drunken tangents. And <laughs> yeah, there you go. So this that's exactly what this is going to be. It's going to be one long <laughs> drunken tangent. Not that, that awesome. we're, not that we're that drunk. It's actually a bright and sunny day, as you could see from our video that I'll have linked in the show notes. <laughs> we actually took some video of our, our quote, studio. Yeah, I hope uh, you won't be able to see me that well in it. <laughs> Mrs. McFavor is taking some random pictures. Has a lot to do with the notebook that she influenced me to start using. Yeah, uh, but I made it all cool for you. But we're going to be talking about us. Um, where? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't that sound horrible? Oh my god! Uh, where we came from, how we met, uh, how I, we started I, I can't wait a podcast. To hear your story of how we met. 
Really? I don't think it's all wild or anything. Do you think there's going to be no, some discrepancy? No, I just want to see if you remember. <laughs> oh, I remember. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Shit. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of what this show is uh, going to be all about. Uh, so if you've been listening to us for all 50 episodes, these stories are probably going to be redundant. You may have heard them before. Uh, but... If you want to know more about us, please continue to listen. If not, come back to episode 51. We'll be talking toys again. Uh, But yeah, right now we're going to say where we started off, how we grew up. because uh, I would I would say Miss McFavorite should start first, but she didn't want to. <laughs> she told me that I should start first. Uh, so she gets an idea what to say. And, I don't know how to talk and about I, myself. That I way. told her, well, I grew up differently than you, so you can't <laughs> copy off of my paper. <laughs> I'm not trying to copy off your paper, but I just don't even know what to say. So um, I was uh, raised in uh, New Mexico. I was uh, mostly brought up in Albuquerque, New Mexico, which is the biggest town in New Mexico. It's about, uh, it used to be at least 200,000 people. Uh, It's probably a little more than that. We used to have no connected suburbs, and now we have a few connected suburbs. So that's kind of crazy. Again, being in New Mexico, being a white boy, uh, I was the minority uh, in my high schools. I would say easily 80% of the population was Chicano, so of some Latin descent. And uh, most of the people I hung out with uh, were not white. Uh, going through mid-school, I was, I was a skateboarder, and that just happened to be cool at the time. So I was part of the cool crowd just because I skated back in mid-school. Uh, got to sow my oats quite frequently. With, uh, <laughs> he was a slut. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty bad for mid-school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he had a reputation. <laughs> so high school, it all kind of changed. All the, all the popular skateboarding guys became jocks in high school. Uh, I even tried out for basketball, and then almost towards the end of the uh, tryout week, my mom's like, uh, so you wanted a car, right? And I'm like, of course. Well, how are you going to play basketball and work to pay for the insurance and the gas on your car at the same time? You're like, mother Yeah, so there went my, uh, there went my, uh, my future ambitions of being a pro basketball player. <laughs> Uh, so I decided to get a job, um, in high school, when I first started, I, I used to do graffiti back in mid school, but there were no real influences around. There was me and a, uh, friend McGill, uh, that were kind of big into graffiti at the time. And, uh, we both kind of knew a couple high schoolers. Uh, but I started taking an art class my freshman year and it just happened to be that like five of the top graffiti artists in, uh, in my school at least and what would soon turn out to be in my town were in this art class. And they all just happened to sit at the table I was sitting in because I was a nerd that showed up fucking bright and early for my first day of high school. (laughs) And it was the first class. And, of course, they all just straggled in because it turned out our art teacher 
was just this super cool guy. So eventually they saw me drawing graffiti, found out that they were graffiti artists. Uh, soon they found out I would be having a car soon because in New Mexico you can get a car when you're 15 years old or you can get your license when you're 15. So I uh, soon had my license and soon was a cool guy with a graffiti artist because <laughs> none of them had a car. <laughs> so I soon started chauffeuring them all around. Uh, high school uh, ended up a drug-induced uh, state of nothing but partying and, and doing things I shouldn't be doing. Uh, didn't hook up with a lot of girls, at least in my, you know, core group of friends because yeah, I was one of only a few white boys and there's a lot of, I don't know if you call it reverse racism because they were the predominant, you know, fucking, uh, culture, but they didn't like white people. And they made exceptions for me and a few of my friends. And that was pretty much how it went. So I didn't hook up with a lot of girls there. But uh, uh, I was in all honors classes. So I hooked up a lot of nerdy girls because I was the bad boy in the honors classes. Oh, just like class act where the bad boy gets mixed, file gets mixed up with the good boy's file. And the bad boy goes to the smart classes and gets the, the hot smart chick. Exactly. It was the same way. <laughs> Hanging out with all the bad boys, I was the big nerd. I was the geeky guy that got made fun of all the time with all my friends. I was the big goofy white guy, essentially, <laughs> is what I was. Um, so, uh, so I had that. I went to college. Uh, I had picked out a college two years before I was out of high school, knew I wanted to be a graphic designer, went to the best uh, college in the state for graphic design because I couldn't afford out-of-state tuition. Uh, My mom helped me out, though, so I only had to work a part-time job through college to kind of support my extracurricular activities, as it would be, Um, and and basically made it through college kind of doing the same thing doing drugs, drinking, partying, um, but really f- because I had a job as, as a, I had an internship in my computer lab, I had time to do my homework all crazy. So I ended up with a 3.83, which is a magnum is it cum laude, or is it summa Oof. cum laude? But anyway, so I graduated with honors, um, moved up to Denver, and and pretty much uh it was either here or phoenix i wanted to stay close to my family but i needed to be in a major metropolis area uh when i was in college netscape one came out so that's how i decided i wanted to start designing web pages it was a brand new thing and of course anybody around back in you know 1995 knows how ugly the web was back then and getting in the ground floor like that I kick myself every day that I'm not a Google or I'm not a fucking eBay or I'm not a Groupon because I was there at the beginning and I was just partying all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that pretty much brings me about to where I met Miss McFavorite. So what was your child like? My childhood pretty much, I was, I was a Spoiled brat, needless to say. <laughs> um, I grew up in Aurora, Colorado. I was born and raised Colorado native. 
really don't like talking about myself, so now I'm going to get all timid. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what are you? You're like, I, I, I did this once. It was fun. <laughs> um, I, I grew up, my grandparents um, had a very big hand in raising me, and uh, so I spent about, I, it was split pretty evenly between my parents and my grandparents, and this is my dad's parents. Um, it was military family, military uh, what church family my grandfather was a retired uh, colonel from the military turned military chaplain yeah. <laughs> turned min- Lutheran minister <laughs> by the time that he was done with the army and everything like that um, I went to private schools my entire life uh, so I went to the small schools my, fifth, my fourth grade class there was four people my eighth grade class, well, I think there was about eight. My high school. Your whole class. There was eight eighth graders. Yeah. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> to contrast that a little bit, well, tell your high school because that's the true. There, there were three hundred. There's about three hundred and sixty-four, sixty-five students. So pretty much a student for every day of the year. My graduating class, just my class, was 440 people. Our, call, our, our high school had about 2,500 people. So. My graduating class had 99. <laughs> yeah. But you were still in Denver, at least, right? Yeah. So went, you're in this major metropolis area. You were yeah. just going to a small school. Yeah. Had I had I not gone to private school my entire life, and I did. I went to private school from kindergarten, or from sorry, from preschool, all the way until senior year. The first um, public school I went to was uh, college. <laughs> <laughs> Community college. Community college. <laughs> um. But yeah, I had a I had a pretty good childhood, not too much. I was a cheerleader my junior and senior year. I got to march in the Macy's Day Parade with all the other cheerleaders. That was cool. A very <laughs> uh, they what they pull a hundred captains from around the world or around the world around the country or was it more than that? Five hundred. Five hundred captains from yeah, around was, the country. It was something like. It was 500 cheerleaders and like 200 like dance team captains. So when the performance went on, you had cheerle- like two squares of cheerleaders on each side and then the dance teams in the middle. Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, and it was, it was really cool. So that was my first experience at New- in New York City. And um, it was amazing. It was a lot of fun. I think that's like the highlight of my high school. Because I, I was. I was the quiet person. I never... I was the quiet hot chick, I guess, is what Slick always likes to consider me. <laughs> I wouldn't consider myself a hot chick, but... Well, and don't forget bitchy. Oh, I you're, was the, I was the, the bitch of the ball. Bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you were the chick that was always quiet, so you weren't like really adopted into your social, the popular social groups, but you didn't put up with that bullshit either, and yeah. you made sure people knew I, that. So. I, the, the the rumors of girls getting all fucked up at parties and shitting their pants and wow, shitting their pants, huh? Oh, you that had was ru- a huge story. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, just like you know, oh yeah, so and so had a crazy party. I just I never really was into that. I've always been a big introvert. So. 
I knows it. I, I tried to pull her out of it. And why she's not <laughs> describing much beyond her high school years is because that's when we met, yeah. <laughs> right after high school. Yeah, I graduated high school. I was single for about a year outside of high school. I turned 19, and then I met Slick. <laughs> and I was a big pervert at 25. <laughs> dirty old man. I'd already uh, loved and lost my first love of my life. It broke my heart, and I had been on the rebound for a couple years, just pretty much doing anything that <laughs> anything I could get back to my house, unfortunately, and that sounds horrible. But uh, so I had I had done sown my oats, and uh, we were living in a in a really nice bachelor pad. I mean, we were living in a, a what you four bedroom. Uh, one, two, three, three four. four. Yeah. yeah. So four bedroom tri level house uh in a really uh in in a less desirable part of town it, it, it was in the it, seventh level of hell yeah. it's called aurora it, it evolved into this less desirable <laughs> mrs mcfavorite moved or her family moved out there uh before you were born right uh, the the house that I lived in until um, I was twenty one. Yeah. Yeah, you were, yeah. They moved there before you were born. Yeah, they were okay. building the house while my mom was pregnant. So then, back then, it was just kind of like this sprawling neighborhood with all this hope and you know that kind uh, of thing. It was and an up and coming neighborhood in the middle yeah. of nowhere. There was I grew up with, you know, a neighborhood and then fields all around me. Yeah, exactly. And that uh, it was the same way in Albuquerque. We grew up on the west side of Albuquerque. Which uh, was they were taking the bad part of Albuquerque and expanding past it and making it really nice. So that's why I lived in a nice neighborhood, but I mean, I was miles away from the worst, or I was a few miles away from the worst neighborhood in Albuquerque. So, um, so we were living in this bachelor pad, gorgeous house, Amazing indoor hot house. tub. In an indoor sunroom, it was all glass and closed, woodwork everywhere. I mean, it it was amazing. It was ap- yeah. absolutely amazing. First three months, nothing but partying, just nonstop. <laughs> Girls, booze, drugs, everything just flowing through the house. Um, and then about after three months, a friend of ours invited some of his coworkers over. And we were like, we were like, oh yeah, that's cool. They they worked only shit a half a mile away, if that. You talking about Woody's? Yes, I'm talking about you. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no. What are you talking about? Coworkers. Jeremy didn't work with Rich. No, a friend of ours, which was Rich, (laughs) invited his coworkers to come over to our house. No worries. If, if you don't get the story, no one else will. So we need to make sure you get the story. Uh, so invited some of his coworkers over to our party pad. And, oh, my God. Yeah. She had um, – so let's put this in perspective. This would have been about, what, 2001? No, it was 2000. 2000, okay. So she still had that 80 or that 80s, that 90s girl look. She's very preppy. <laughs> you know, she had the nice big bushy eyebrows oh, that I like oh. with the dyed hair. Um, and I, this is horrible, but boobs that would not stop. And I am such a boob man, it's not even funny. Oh 
I'm glad you're not an ass man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wouldn't have been bad off then too. <laughs> but uh, I, I was just enthralled with her, and her and her friend just kind of let loose. Now, now looking back, she did things that she would never ever do again. Well, it was funny because when I, uh, Rich was like. Yeah, so you want to go to a house party? And I was like, oh, God, usually house parties are like across town. Okay, how far do I have to drive? He's like, oh, it's just right by Woody's. It's not far. I was like, score. I don't have to drive that far. <laughs> I walked in. I was like, God damn, this is a bachelor pad. It's clean. Oh, my God. Thanks to me yeah. and Jeremy. Yeah. Jeremy and I, of our four roommates, my 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 best man at our wedding yeah. and my best friend, Jeremy, we're the only ones that clean our damn house. And it's because I grew up. Initially, when I, when I was really young, I literally went to a psychiatrist with my mom because I would never clean my room <laughs> and my mom was at her wit's end. And and the psychiatrist literally said, "Don't don't worry about it. Just let him do whatever he wants with his room." And I'm like, "Score." And then you and were like, "Uh." As soon as I had a girl over for the first time, she's like, "What the fuck?" Boom. <laughs> clean room, clean house for the rest of my life. <laughs> as soon as and I it was, it was impressive. My friend and I, we walked in there. We were like, "Wow, <laughs> they keep their house clean." Because we were used to the Liddy's house, oh, where yeah. I mean, it was their it house was wasn't that central. horrible. I mean, there though. was a party going on there twenty four seven. Oh no, yeah. you saw it on a clean day. <laughs> I get, yeah, that's probably true. Um, I, I only ever saw it like in afternoons. So we never partied over there because we were always partying at our house. Yeah. So it was in, you know, so I was all impressed. And, and here comes Slick all just sitting in the king's chair. He had the fucking captain's chair just all chilling. And we're, we're like, hmm, he's pretty suave. <laughs> I, a, I was making out. a lot of money at the time. <laughs> he with like was. He no was bills. <laughs> like 25-year-old making fucking $60,000. No bills, no car payment. Living no, in Aurora, yeah, so it was living, ultra cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was paying twice as much as all my roommates just so I could have this amazing master suite with vaulted ceilings oh. and shit. It was, it was ridiculous. I mean, it, it really was in that house. But, oh, so we kind of went on a tangent there to go back to how my friend and I just kind of let loose. Yeah. Was uh, I wasn't expecting to, I thought maybe hang out at this house once or twice, you know, just do a couple parties. I didn't really think that it was going to stick. I don't even remember what happened. We were just all joking and so it was like, Somebody blow bubbles on Jessica and fucking so Jeremy was all <laughs> <laughs> motorboated her essentially Motorboat. her fucking cleavage. So so <laughs> it looked like we had chosen sides. Like I was gonna hook up with her other friend and Jeremy was gonna hook up with and her. She had eyes for Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. And so it switched, but yet there was another one of our friends that was really interested in you that had seen you before me and everything. Yeah, so, I had gotten to know him long before I got to meet you Yeah, guys. exactly, because he is a better friend with Rich yeah. than Jeremy was. And so, so I did the gentlemanly thing and said, hey, I'm really interested in this chick. You know, do you mind if I ask her out on a date? And of course, he was, quote, fine with it. But he wasn't. Yeah. 
but that it that, that didn't time. amount to much. It, it just kind of was a little ongoing rift between him that now been solved and, yeah. and he's actually one of our better friends now for yeah. it almost um but yeah uh interesting thing and and this is i am not proud of this i don't want this to come off that way whatsoever every girl i had ever hooked up with in my life as far as sex goes i had fucked the first night that we hooked up the first time we kissed was the first time we fucked my entire life that just that that'll uh that'll give you a little bit of gauge of what kind of girls i was working with slick was a slut dude <laughs> and she was the first girl that was just like no where you know the first night we kissed it was pretty romantic. It was in oh, my. Oh, it was hot. It was in he my was like, like little he put vanity on his area. Shit. We were sit. We were we we um. How many people were in the hot tub that night? Wasn't it like twelve of us all? We were like, yeah, let's go skinny dipping in the hot tub. Yeah. Oh, so there's like twelve of us all. And I had never done this before. I just want to put that out there. I was never the guy like, let's be naked in a hot tub or let's go naked in a pool. I was always self conscious of myself. <laughs> You could tell he was like <laughs> naked in the hot tub. I'm like, I'm going to have the biggest boner ever. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the funnest time ever. And I was like, oh, oh, my eyes, the chlorine, it burns. He's like, I've got eye drops. They're in my room. <laughs> and he's like, here you go. And I was like, oh, cool, thanks. And I'm trying to take him. He's like, no, let me put them in your eyes. <laughs> I would soon find out that she is the most phobic person about people being anywhere close to her face. I was like, oh, he's being nice. I'm like, oh, just deal with it. Just deal with it. (laughs) I'm not an eyedropper. I'm a, I'm a side, I'm a side eyedropper. She stabs herself in the eye and then tilts her head. I just can't stand having water like fall at my face. It just doesn't seem right. Um, so he does that, and then he takes a Kleenex and wipes the wipes the tears, and then he just lands one on me, and it was the most awesomest kiss ever. It was pretty incredible. It was suave. I, that shit was pretty dope. <laughs> I walked out of there like, yes, that was awesome. So after that, we became <laughs> inseparable. We I mean, did. within two weeks, you were staying at the house overnight, like almost every night. Yeah. And... uh and and me, I was trying to get some every single night. She's like, nope, nope. And and so it took three months. Like like it was impressive that I was like, oh, here's finally a girl that won't let me fuck her on the first night. That's a that's a good thing, you know. And but I like a month went by. I'm like two months went by. I'm like, okay, I don't think this girl's ever gonna let me sleep with her. She's staying at my house every night, and I have the most private room in the house and oh, he's everything. Got his own walk-in. He's got his walk-in closet. He's got a full bathroom. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, okay, now I'm getting a little frustrated. I even had a little overnight bath. <laughs> so. Finally, after three months, we we did the deed, and it was amazing. And and uh, down tripping on the go. <laughs> <laughs> what we didn't include was the first date and him with his 
with his bumping system that he had. And it was. It was a really nice system. I was really impressed. But the minute we get off the highway, we roll into downtown, the disc changes to <laughs> grease. <laughs> so, so we're bumping grease lightning, <laughs> rolling into downtown. It was the most awesome thing. He's like, I just got back from a road trip. I went to visit my mom for Thanksgiving. This stuff just keeps me pumped so I don't fall asleep on the road. And I'm like, likely story. 80s music. all the, <laughs> and, and not that that's 80s. The movie came out in the 80s. But, uh, but yeah, uh, in college, I had discovered and through high school, I fought so hard to just be accepted. Uh, again, being the minority where I grew up. I did every I listened to every hip hop group that my friend said was cool all this. And uh, at some point towards the end of my high school and then especially into college I just realized it doesn't fucking matter what people think. And I really rediscovered my 80s roots as a kid my aunt my cool aunt that had comic books and action figures and everything growing up she always listened to pop music in the 80s. And so it's just so visceral for me to listen to 80s music slash stuff like Grease and, you know, show tunes. I mean, not a lot of show tunes, but um, and and being the guy that had a lot of money, all my friends always had systems in high school and I could never afford it, you know. Once I got a nice big fat raise, boom, $5,000 system in my Jeep Cherokee. (laughs) (laughs) And it was nice and it was fun. Oh my God. So it was rocking. And then, yeah, like I say, it just, it switched over to Greece and I was just like, oh. (laughs) And I thought it was the, I mean, that was, that was one of the most memorable nights ever between the grease thing dude having our windows down i mean i just remember just laughing our <laughs> ass off because i i wouldn't even do that really i wouldn't pump music like i mean normally it'd be all like bass music or hip-hop or you know something i wouldn't play music like that but since it came on and you were accepting of it i was like cool let's fucking <laughs> do it and we had a great time and we had dinner at the paramount cafe and my friend all called and now, like answering the phone during dinner, whether it's a date or anything, is completely taboo. And I just in the middle of eating, just like, yeah, hello, what's going on? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I could just all bullshitting on the phone. He's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I have only had a cell phone. I hadn't had one for very long. I'd yeah. always used beepers in high school and college to sell <laughs> weed and shit like that. I'd never used cell phones. Yeah, I was new to the cell, cell phone game, too. My grandpa got me my first cell phone. <laughs> this tells you how spoiled I was. My grandpa got me my first cell phone when uh, at, for my 18th birthday. So that was... And I had it for about a year. It's still new to me. <laughs> and uh, and then we saw um, Meet the Parents, and yeah. I was yelling at people who were talking during the movie. Yeah, we unfortunately I am so had sad. a couple of um, people... Yeah, and I'm like, people who can't shut the fuck up, and he's like, calm down, it's okay. I'm like, no, they need to shut the hell up, and he's like, oh my God. Uh, yeah, I should have ran. <laughs> I was so non-confrontational. <laughs> I was just like, this bitch is crazy. <laughs> so, 10 years later, here we are, yep. still together. 
I still yell at people in theaters. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still like, just don't worry about it. <laughs> if we were home alone or if we were home with friends, they would be talking too. It's a match made in heaven <laughs> or hell or both. <laughs> so collecting, uh, collecting is something I'm not new to. You know, I, I was very into uh, TV shows and toys as a little kid. I, I grew up and I was too old for that. It's too old for that. But I, I would still collect the most asinine things. Like I'd go to McDonald's and just fucking get Happy Meals to get their toys. And they would end up getting thrown away and shit like that. Um, in college, uh, we only had one Walmart and one Kmart in college in my little town. This town was 12,000 people when, when school was not in. And it was almost 20,000 people when school wasn't. So <laughs> school, was, I mean, the school really brought the people. And uh, so there wasn't anything you could spend money on. There was two movies. There was two movie theaters that each played one movie apiece. So you couldn't really go see movies. The school dances that we'd get all drunk and go to, those were free because you, unless you didn't go to the school, then you had to pay five bucks to get in, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, booze would cost money, but I was still selling weed at the time. So, you know, shit was just taken care of. My mom paid my school. I had to pay living expenses. So I'd go to Walmart every once in a while and I'd go by and check the fucking aisles. And so this is when Power of the Force 2 first came out. And I'm like, oh, my God, Star Wars figures. So I would buy one every month or so. Like, I mean, just nothing. And, and I would play with it for a little bit and then just get fucking thrown in a corner. Not even displayed. You know, back then I used to rip the bubble off the fucking packaging and throw everything away, you know. Um, so it, it kind of continued like that until I got my first job as a web designer in Denver. And uh, one of the designers there had a bunch of toys on her desk. And I'm like, is this cool? Like, we're allowed to do this? And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, have toys and stuff and she was an art toy collector like old school art toy collector like everything she bought was from japan and i look back now and i'm like wow she like bow down to her she was representing the art toy movement before it was even known that i mean we're talking about 1999 you know where where there was no american companies making vinyl toys and stuff like this this was all coming from japan and shit and so I was like, I'm going to buy me some toys and put them on my desk. Well, Phantom Menace was around back then. And so everybody's getting hyped. There's all these teaser trailers. And, you know, this was the first time on the web where the trailers were released via the web. Teaser trailers were released, released via the web. And so we just play them all day and be like, oh, my God. Then the movie came. And fucking, we we bought our tickets for the brand new theater and all this kind of stuff. And then one weekend, I just happened to be looking through the paper, and fucking, there was Star Wars Celebration. I'm like, whoa. It was a whole convention about Star Wars. 
And I was like, that would be cool to go to. My aunt, my cool aunt, had always taken me to what I considered Trekkie conventions. Um, so conventions where we got to see, you know, Spock and, and, and Captain Kirk and all this kind of, you know, I never knew their names. I was just like, Oh my God, there, there's fucking, there's Sulu and all that kind of shit, you know? And they always had tons of toys and comics and stuff. And she'd always buy me a couple things. And, you know, I, I'd remember that from a child and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to this. I'm going to this. <laughs> and they had the same thing as they've had the last few years. They had single day and three day. And I'm like, fuck it. Let's do three day. So uh, some friends of mine from work went to it. And uh, and so fucking we were walking around the dealer room. And the dealer room was just an 80s dream. I mean, <laughs> I now know what they call AFA. So in the protected boxes with ratings on it. They had all these AFA transformers. Oh, I read that at the first Comic-Con we ever went to. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> so there was there was all these 80s toys. I'm like, "Oh my god. I was in I was in heaven. I was in heaven." And so I wanted to get I wanted to get the coolest figure from the Phantom Menace toys cuz they had they had just released and so a lot of the dealers have these Phantom Menace toys, and I'm like, that one. And it was the fucking original Darth Maul. And I'm like, I want that. And they're like, 20 bucks. And I'm like, what? All the rest <laughs> of these are $8 a piece or $10, whatever they were upcharging them for. And they're like, well, this is a hard one to find. You can't find this one everywhere, and he's going to be the best character in it and all this kind of shit. He's going to be the Boba Fett of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so, and so I was like, that's cool. And, and I literally that weekend went on my first toy run ever. I just went to every Walmart. I went to the mall back when KB toys was around. I found a KB toys that their episode one figures were just demolished and behind some miscellaneous figures, somebody must've been hiding it. I found this Darth Maul and I was just like, <laughs> it was a holy grail, man. And so I bought that. I went back to the last day of the of Star Wars celebration and and saw them all selling the Darth Mauls for expensive and I was just like, suckers. You know? <laughs> and dude, the rest is history. I just sat fucking that hunt, that feeling of acquiring something that's hard to find or something that you, even that you're just looking for. So that's really where my collecting began. Um, my collecting, I had a different kind of collecting when I was growing up. Um, I grew up uh, collecting uh, figurines. My, my grandmother collected Hummels. And so I kind of, and then we, uh, we were big Disney world people. So just about every other year we would go to Disney world and my grandma would always buy one or two of like those really fancy Mickey mouse ones. Like the, my, my still my favorite one. And I pray that my parents have it somewhere is, um, 
it's a figurine of Mickey Mouse doing a self-portrait, and on the canvas is Walt Disney. It like still oh, gives me awesome. chills. It's it's one of those like ah uh, gets you every Very time visceral. you look at it because yeah. it does. It has like a real mirror and everything of. And so, like, you can see your reflection looking at me. It's, it's really neat. Um, so that's the type of collecting I grew up in. My, uh, my dad, he's a real big army guy. Like I said. Military. Military. Um, and so his big thing is tanks. And so my dad, he would build tanks and he would customize them sick. Like, he yeah. had a whole, like, airbrush system run through the house. Like, he had an air tank in the garage <laughs> and a whole airbrush system pumped through the house so down in our tv room he had his whole like setup like he had this little lap board that he had all of his paints and shit on and his fucking airbrush stuff and he would airbrush everything completely custom he just wouldn't buy a tank and just do how it looked he would yeah. do his own thing yeah like, all all like all old school model style. Yeah. So like, uh, so, you know, essentially all model scale and everything like mm -hmm. that. But he would do figures and little dioramas. Yeah. I mean, he would, he would glue sand aboard. I mean, it, yeah, God, some of the stuff he's done is just amazing, amazing. And he would, you know, he would add cigarettes to some of the soldiers and stuff like that. He's like, <laughs> it's not real that they're not smoking. <laughs> Fucking soldiers smoked, yeah, okay? He's like everybody smokes and <laughs> stuff like that. So, like, I mean, sick detail, just sick detail. So that's the type of stuff I grew up with is figurines and and stuff like that. And so that's what I started to do. I did all the Disney stuff. So I had all the Disney princesses and um, one of the Woody's daughters that I. I hung around with all the time. She was a lot younger than me, but um, God, that girl was the definition of thirteen going on thirty, and I she still is. <laughs> She's so much older than what she really is. Um, but I drove her around everywhere, and so instead of her actually giving me cash for gas, but which now I kind of kick myself because I would have been banking. <laughs> Plus, then again, gas was still only a dollar at that time. Well, and you didn't need money. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't need money either. Um, she paid me in uh, Disney figurines. Oh. So we would always go. We would always go to the mall. We were always at the mall. And we would go to the Disney store and we would just look at all the different collections and, you know, she'd pick me up an Ariel or a really cool Cinderella. Like I would get, I was a completist in all these lines because she would just buy them for me <laughs> and it was awesome. And I pray I still have those two somewhere. <laughs> um, but that was the, that was the start of my collecting and, um, once I moved in with Jason and everything like that, it kind of died away. Um, just for a little bit. I had no real reason, just kind of, you know, just that person that focus. you stopped talking to yeah, and exactly. like, why the, Why did we stop talking type of thing? Um, and then Attack of the Clones came out. <laughs> yeah, you weren't there for the first movie. No, like I remember going to see Phantom Menace and I just, I didn't even put together that it was a prequel to Star Wars. I was just you like, just went to go see a movie I went to go see it with my parents <laughs> and I went to go see it with Berkeley and she had already seen Your it. Parents and Berkeley. Yeah. Her, her, while her dad is a very military centric, her mom is one of the biggest sci, like a quote adult sci-fi geeks I've ever met. Oh yeah. She's old school, old school track, old school wars. You yeah. Know. She, 
Doctor Who. She all of that, all that shit. shit. Yeah. And um, so we went to go see that. And of course, Berkeley, my, I love this girl to death. She, she's like one of the most pretentious people, but she also has an incredibly good heart. But yeah, she was that asshole talking through the movie. <laughs> and like, oh yeah, he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna just totally cut him in half right now. Like type shit. Oh like, God, so and angry. my dad was getting so mad at her. Like through the whole thing, she was just like, this is so fucking stupid. Oh my God. Okay. So this is what's going to happen. My dad's like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and he loved Berkeley like his own daughter. Like she lived at my house my whole s- senior year <laughs> and stuff. But, um, so yeah, that was my fandom menace story. <laughs> so Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Uh, Attack of the Clones came out and that's when I started picking up the collecting and figurines here and there. My my main fascination was with Hayden Christensen. Still yeah. is my main fascination. Well yeah, when when we started living together you started you you picked up uh uh, you picked up the Anakin and the C-3PO and the R2-D2 and the Padme. You picked yeah. up all of the... Main characters. And- no, girl characters <laughs> is what I'm Scottish sorry, the girl it. characters. <laughs> <laughs> and back then, you bought more than I did back then. Yeah, because I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't have, have that, that many bi- bills yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was unemployed. I, the the dot-com bubble burst. Uh, right around, well, for me, it burst the week of 9-11. We had gone to New York. We were in New York. We were on the World Trade Center that Saturday before 9-11. That Saturday night before the Tuesday that actually happened. We flew back the Sunday. They were going to lay us off on that Tuesday. The 9-11 happened. They kept us till Friday, and they laid us off on Friday. Oh, and so I, I was just... essentially a broke guy. I had no income. I hadn't saved any money like I should have. I spent it on everything I could possibly think of. Yeah. And so and I was And that was back when one. Jeremy was able to put a whole, what do you call that, of weed? Remember that big-ass thing of weed that you guys had of kind? Oh, yeah, yeah. What do you call that? A cola. Thank you. That that was this was this was. Pre- I just wanted to keep seeing you do the do the uh, up and down motion with. Uh, the whole- yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, this was this was definitely pre nine eleven. This was when Jeremy had a cola of fucking kind bud, just in a baggie. In his pocket, he reeked a fucking skunk <laughs> yeah. weed. Just do 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 straight through security and onto the plane. Fucking awesome. <laughs> now they like strip search you if you smell like anything. But anyway, so yeah, that was that's the precipice. So we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and <laughs> we'll we'll come back with our our uh, the rest of our life. Essentially, we do like to talk about ourselves. This is running a lot longer. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. We'll see you in a minute. Peace. Peace. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. 20th Century Fox and George Lucas, the man who brought you American graffiti, now bring you an adventure unlike anything on your planet. Star Wars. Here they come. 
ahead of its time. I am C-3PO, human cyborg relations, and this is my counterpart, R2-D2. Hello. It's an epic of heroes. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, hopefully, Mrs. McFavorite can find. Don't zoom it because it does horribly zoom. Oh, People said just well don't even zoom it. it. They're like, just don't zoom it. It's got zoom. Just don't do it. <laughs> yeah, because it's shitty quality. That's awesome. All right, guys. Welcome back. This is uh, <laughs> this is our fiftieth episode. Uh, if you're just joining us now, that's kind of weird that you just randomly clicked 50 minutes into a podcast and are listening now but uh or you fell asleep and you're joining us oh there you go the the inception uh theory (laughs) no i wasn't going that way i was saying that they fell asleep and and they just so happened to the commercial woke them up they were like what happened that's what i'm saying that's how i was with inception remember i fell asleep during it the oh, first and time then you it woke saw it up at the, right the end and you were like oh everything must be okay oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh but we well hey wow star wars <laughs> um so we left it off at at how we begun collecting um don't talk we, to the camera we talked talk to, to i'm talking to you you're holding the camera right in front of your face uh so we left it off at uh uh how we started collecting and how we met each other uh so our wedding we had a we had a great wedding i mean it, it was it, a party yeah exactly and we that's had exactly a party what we wanted for our it to wedding be. and it was amazing um but the but My the oddest thing awesome. is your dress was amazing <laughs> Uh, the oddest thing was our registry. We had never done a registry. If you haven't ever done a registry before, it's really cool. It's so much you, fun. You, you go just to put a store, shit on it. You go to a score, a store, and you literally just start. Okay, you don't need to record all that. <laughs> you just, and you just start scanning things like, oh, this uh, this pot looks cool. <laughs> this this uh serving spoon looks cool and, and we did some obscure shit we did like the original not the original but we did the slave one uh the the lego slave one we did a few star wars toys did we get those? uh i think we got the slave one 
Well, we have the save one. Is yeah. that our wedding gift? I think we got that from somebody. <laughs> um, but our, our wedding really ended up being a lot of just cash gifts, which is, whoa. It's, it's a godsend. It's a godsend. Um, I am a person that will never give cash or gift cards. I, I always think it's always about the thought. And so if I ever go to a wedding, we make sure we buy something thoughtful. We buy a theme usually. We'll buy multiple gifts on a registry. Um, yeah. But one of, the, one of the odd things we put on a registry was an iPod. Yeah. And, we were like, uh, oh, nobody's going to buy us this $250 iPod. Uh, $300. Was it $350? Yeah, it was third generation. It was back when they were really... Ex- it was and the how ma- many gigs was it? Was it was the biggest one back then, which was 60 gigs. <laughs> so it was like... And we just put it on there as a joke. And... Lo and behold, Jessica's maid of honor. My second father, dad. Yeah. Yeah. Her he's, second he's dad my... bought us one. He bought us a, a white iPod, a white iPod. And so I was like, I was like, Ooh, if, if we get money, I'm going to buy me an iPod with the money. <laughs> so we're even. And sure enough, like I say, we got, we got more money than we should have. That's for sure. And, uh, and so I decided to get me an iPod too. It must've, it must've must taken a month or two. And I learned about this thing called podcasts. And so I started, you know, I just started putting things in the search on iTunes store that I liked star Wars, transformers, you know, he-man action figures, and lo and behold, I found all of these different podcasts. And I was just like, And he found wow. his new addiction. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, at the time, it, well, as probably it is now, Star Wars dominated the podcast market. You know, I listened to... Star Wars dominates everything. Yeah. Well, in the geeky culture. Uh, oh, no. So Star Wars... In real action- life, too. <laughs> <laughs> so Star Wars Action News, uh, Imperial Holonet Radio, Voice of the Republic, a few other miscellaneous one, Echo Base, or Echo Ford, Echo 7. It was these two New Yorkers talking about going to conventions and shit. I really liked that one, but it's kind of died out now. And oh my God, just listening to these things, I was just like, I need to get that. Oh, I need to get that. I need to get that. And it really, it it was the impetus of me discovering communities, you know, because that's really what podcasts are. They're communities. There's people that listen to them and people that comment, people that call in, you know, and, and that's what I wanted to be part of. I wanted to be a part of a community, you know, and so I started, you know, I'd hear about these store reports and all this kind of stuff. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go out and look for those Revenge of the Sith figures that are just coming out and shit like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, and granted this was after Revenge of the Sith, but it was still, it was one of those things where people would talk about shit and make me want to go out and buy them. And so (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm listening to everything you're saying, but there's like, look on the door, see the reflection that's bouncing up and down. Uh I'm trying to figure out what's reflecting because it's really distracting. (laughs) It's the, uh, it's the fucking bird feeder. 
See how it's rocking slightly. Okay, okay. now that okay. I know what it is, thank you. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, folks. So that that was the start of it, man. TF Wire, uh, Masters Chronicles. I mean, some of these old school podcasts, and I was just hooked, man. I started doing mad toy runs, like big toy runs. I uh, had a lot of expendable income. That's not necessarily so expendable nowadays and, and just went out and I was buying tons of shit uh, probably one of the biggest one of the biggest uh, toy runs was our cross country toy run we did we we did this big loop through uh, uh, so we started here was it directly to Phoenix or did we do Albuquerque first oh, Albuquerque yeah so we went down to Albuquerque where I lived we shot over to Phoenix, where my aunt lived. We went to San Diego. Um, but we didn't go there for Comic-Con, right? Right. We just went there to go do Legoland. It was October, so... Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, so we went there for Legoland, and we did Body Works. Yeah. Mrs. McFavorite was a massage therapist at the time. And we so. missed it in Denver. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Won't say how. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then we drove up the coast to San Francisco, which is a longer drive than you could ever imagine. Looking at it's a not map. a day trip. <laughs> uh, and then come back to Vegas and then back down. So we hit every Walmart, Toys R Us. We Target. bought how many? How many Rubbermaid totes did we end up buying by the end of that? Was that two I or think, three? Oh, I was thinking five. I thought we bought at least five. It wasn't all toys. We started putting souvenirs and stuff like well, that. Well, yeah, I mean, we actually bought things other than toys. While, and like, I bought a whole new wardrobe while we were. I was <laughs> yeah. like, I'm t- I don't like what I brought. I'm going to buy something. Yeah. And so. <laughs> I just need we to start doing that. Crazy. <laughs> Cross country run. All right. Yeah. It, yeah. You could definitely call it a massive cross country toy run. And uh, so the thing I was most excited about is one of my favorite podcasts of the time, Star Wars Action News. Uh, they had played a couple of my voicemails already. So I was like, I'm going to record this this huge voicemail on MP3 about this cross-country toy run we did. I literally spent six hours, six hours, not editing, recording and re-recording it. Oh, yeah. It used over, to, for him to leave a voicemail on people's... On people's podcasts, it he he would say like close the door to his office, and he would be like, "Hey guys, this is I oh no, damn it, okay, hey guys, this is damn okay, (laughs) hey guys, this is slick, how's it going? Yeah, so that ah." So if you've ever heard any of my voicemails on like IHN or Voice of the Republic or Star Wars Action News, it was. It was this big drawn out ordeal about, no, I, I, I stuttered right there. Oh, no. I, you said, hey, Jason, in the background. And so, so this 10-minute voicemail took me fucking, it's six hours is probably exaggerating, probably yeah. four hours. But four hours for a 10-minute voicemail to re-record it that many times. Yeah. Because I didn't know anything about editing or anything, you know? And so so I did all this, and then I finally sent it to him. I'm like, 
yes, this is going to be the best. Because there was people like Brock that did Tulsa fucking store reports and shit like that. Oh, was that? So I thought they would enjoy this cross-country store report of stopping everywhere we went, you know? Is that a big fat no? They never played it. Never sent me a thing like, hey, sorry, we would love to play this. It's just a little too long, which now it is. Even on our podcast, we probably wouldn't fucking play a 10-minute voicemail. Yeah, you, you know, know when Vern goes on. <laughs> just kidding, Vern. We'd like to hear your voice again. Yeah, I miss you. Vern, damn it. Uh, so it was one of those things. They didn't play it. I was like, okay, you motherfuckers. That's fucked up. Because I spent so much time on yeah, it. Yeah, now I can I can sit back and say, you know, they can't really Still, do. Still, there could have been a. Exactly. I'm sorry, exactly. we can't play it. Yeah. We we appreciate the effort. <laughs> exactly, and so uh, so I was like, okay, no big deal. So 2008, that was before 2008. 2008 was the first Comic Con we went to. Yeah. Okay, that was that was the release of the Clone Wars. Uh, we had planned on going to Star Wars Action News's fucking little dinner that they had. We got into a huge fight. What couple doesn't when they're on vacation? Oh my god, dude! It was Whether it was it knocked be, down, drag out. It was not knocked down, drag out. It was on the highway. Me driving, you not driving, and <laughs> us screaming at each other. We got all the way to the hotel. We didn't even park, turned around, and we tried to go to dinner, but we went to an awesome Mexican restaurant. That was the shit. Oh, my God. Oh, it was so good. Their shit was Mexican. Our shit was real Mexican. Their shit was bullshit. And we went to a real Mexican takeout place. No tables, no nothing. Just come in, get it. What was awesome is that there were people in costume there. Because we were so close to the San oh, Diego. Oh, it was a block away yeah, from. Yeah, it was, it was so close to the San Diego Toys R Us that, uh, that Lucasfilm was sponsoring. So Sansuite was there and all that shit. Uh, uh, that there was people in costume getting Mexican food there as well. <laughs> so so we oh, we felt part so of the, the shit. We got in line. You know, we showed up. It was a really long line. We showed up maybe about 10 o'clock, something like that, for the yeah. midnight release. Um, and I was like, cool, we established ourselves. I'm like, I'm going to go look for Arnie and Marjorie and just say, hey, sorry we didn't make it to the dinner. I'm slick. I've left you voicemails. I'm on the forums, blah, I'm blah, blah. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. you can't even say I'm a big fan anymore. It's so cliche. Well, no, that's I've wanted to do that. I want you know, I had never met somebody that podcasted in person. You yeah, know? that's and, true. And to me, even to this day, even people that do little home ones like us, I hold them in reverence. Oh, you yeah. know, I mean, there's somebody that has gotten out there. I and, still want them, even though VOR doesn't do anything anymore, or since they've stopped doing their podcast, uh-huh. I still would love to meet those guys. Well, it pisses me off that we didn't try to find Mike. I mean, mm-hmm. Mike was there the whole fucking Celebration 5. But anyway, so, so we find them because they're videotaping. And I'm just like, I walk up, I introduce myself, I'm like, hey, you know, we, I, because I, I had texted them a couple times about the dinner, because they were like, are you going to come to the dinner? I'm like, yes. Oh, we're running late. Oh, we're not going to make it, you know? And so I was like, I wanted to go apologize for not making the dinner and wanted to introduce myself. And that I, they were just like, 
Yeah. And they fucking walked off. I mean, I did the whole thing. Like, oh, I'm slick my favorite. I left some voicemail. And then the like, wrath of Jessica kicked in. Oh, my God, dude. Don't Jessica piss was, me I off, mean, dude. Well, the problem was we're in a line. So that just festers. You know, you're in a line. And the, and she's like, they did what? You know, because even back then, she used to listen to them. I yeah. mean, she like. They I are. wasn't. They I wasn't are, a huge fan, but I enjoyed listening to them. Wife team. They, yeah, and, and and they they inspired us, you know, because it's kind of that same dynamic. Arnie is fucking way overboard on his collecting, and fucking Marjorie, while she can understand it, tries to reel him back in, and that's pretty much our dynamic too, you know. But. So we went through, we did the whole Midnight Madness thing. We found what we found. We got into a fight with the 12-year-old. Yeah. It, Marjorie <laughs> got in a fight with the same 12-year-old. It was oh. a family. It was a family fucking poaching shit. It was a, he was a horrible little child. Dude, like I was just standing there, there and there he was him. he kept pushing up on me so I was squaring myself out. So he thought I was pushing on him and I was just squaring myself off. I was like you're not going to fucking muscle your way in. Way. Yeah. Sorry, you may be taller than me, but I've got 20 years on your ass, little shit. <laughs> and he was like I'm a little kid. How yeah, can you do I that to me? I remember that. I turned and around I, and, this, and this kid is like, you're pushing a kid. What's wrong with you? I'm like, sweetie. And I was and, like, I'm not fucking pushing anybody. I'm squaring <laughs> off. You're not pushing me out of the way. I'm looking at the same thing you are. And I was like, learn some fucking manners, you little kid. And he's like, Mrs., what's wrong with you? And, <laughs> and so then I body checked him. Yeah. I was like, you want me to push you? Okay. <laughs> it, it turns out that this kid was a plan for yeah. scalpers. You know, they had been in there for the full hour because they were trying to move people out. Like, have you bought what you need? Move on. Yeah, so people can get in the store and shit like that. So, And what they were doing is they were just dumping boxes into these bins. Yeah, exactly. Like and every 20 it. minutes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They were just dropping cases into their little bins that Toys R Us has. So so that was pretty crazy. That was our first experience with any midnight shit. We yeah. hadn't done we hadn't done episode one, episode two, episode three, we hadn't done any of those. The Clone Wars was our first experience with those. And fucking and it was kind of exhilarating even though we didn't find anything. I got a first day of issue uh, clone trooper, and you got a first day I of got issue. My Yoda. Uh, was it? You got a Yoda, but I the also first got day of issue was the Anakin, right? That was the one. Mm. Yeah, the Anakin was the one you could find. The Grievous was the one they were giving away free. Oh, the holographic one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And you got an Anakin, and I got a clone trooper. So oh, from and the I got the thing, Yoda, and even because I, I opened it because I didn't have it didn't have a sticker. Yeah, it I opened it; it's issue. still on my desk. Yep, exactly. So, so that was pretty crazy. That same Comic Con was where we fucking decided, fuck this. I that literally made me so angry. I was like, let's do our own podcast. We'll do our own fucking store report. We'll talk about our own toy news, blah, blah, blah. And I hadn't even been in big in the toy news yet. No. I'd only been listening you were to podcasts. I mean, you were, you, were, you were trying to get your foot in the door. You had a toe. 
I would say you had a toe. I mean, I, you, mean, I was following some sites and stuff like that, but yeah. I wasn't in forums or anything like that. But that same year, that's when Twitter started getting big and you were... You yeah, were, I was one of the fucking... I mean, I got Slick McFavorite. I got Jason Spiller on Twitter. I mean, this was back when Twitter had 100,000 users, you know? Yeah. And so I started getting big on... Or not started getting big, but I started... You know, making Twitter a part of my life. Uh, a lot of the fans start started joining it, so I'd follow the news based on Twitter. And fucking, and and so I was like, "We're gonna do this podcast. It's gonna be toy news, me and you." And so we started a podcast. I mean, and here we are, fifty uh, episodes later. Yeah, uh, we talked to Toy Break, was which one of the video podcasts oh, we that listened was, to at two thousand eight. That was the most intimidating thing. I don't know why it was intimidating for me. Well, because I was still a massive introvert at that point. You're like, let's go over to talk to Toy Break, and you're like, hey, how's it going? And Aileen, she's just like, she's hi, just she's just oh amazing, open armed person. She's so wonderful, and I was like people <laughs> and I'm like we're we're doing a podcast like a total brain fart like we're already doing we it. recorded like, our first one we just have to figure out how to get it up and she's like oh i can't wait and she was like well here's how you, i was like how do you do that and she's like here's here's what your first steps are and i'm like oh okay and we hadn't even recorded one yet <laughs> i feel so bad but, i'm sorry aileen for lying to you when we first met you it was but it was talking. it was it was Sunday afternoon. Was, yeah, they had it, said, "Please don't come up to us on a Sunday afternoon and expect us to be enthusiastic." And we came up to him on a Sunday afternoon, and Aileen was Aileen when George was George was too. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was. He, he was, was like, "This accepting. is the yeah." He was. He was. He was very open. It was the other person that was. Um, I don't think that was Matt. Oh, it was Matt because our first thing from Toy Break has yeah. all three of their segments. Yeah, Matt was Matt, Matt was Matt. Matt was yeah. If you ever yeah. seen early episodes of Toy but Break, but Aileen, Matt she was, was such Matt. a sweetheart, and that's oh. what I mean. From that day forward, I was just like, oh my god, she is just doll. I yeah. love her. She's so adorable. And and they are our best internet friends ever. I think, in my opinion, I mean, we've been on Toy Break. Uh, I really wish that I could be on it again. And BotCon. Yeah. I, I wish they recorded something while that. they were at Comic. I mean, I know that there's no time for them oh, to do it yeah, at Comic Con, but I wish they would because it's business. the only time we get to see them. I know. Well, maybe we'll do a maybe we'll do a fifteen. We'll see if they'll do a fifteen minute podcast with us or interview, like whatever that. you want to call it. But anyways, with so, our bloggy. So yeah. <laughs> so. That's what started us, man. Yeah. A couple months after uh, Comic Con 2008, I I took videos and pictures and all this, and I I really expected Open Your Toys to be a, a lot more of a blog as opposed to just a podcast. Yeah, timeline is what it's turned out to be. But but I mean we we've learned to love podcasting and. I don't I know. like it. You put this mic in front of my face and He loves talking about himself. <laughs> I <laughs> I like talking about toys. Yeah, that too. But uh 
so yeah, so that's kind of where our podcast came from, and and the only reason why we did a podcast is because we're uh, we're podcast people. You know, we listen to podcasts, and and you know, we both have our favorites. I listen to a lot more than Mrs. McFavorite does. Yeah. Um, but I've always said from the beginning that I I want to share what I listen to, what it, what inspires me, what what I like to listen to, because I was such a huge music person, and now I'm almost solely podcasts in my car, at work. You know, I work on computers all day. I listen to podcasts all day. Here, I'll let me let me say first, so then you can just go off because okay. my podcasts are. I I have a I wave in and out, um, so yeah, I fall you'll, behind you'll on a lot of things. And shit. Yeah, I, um, but my my main podcast is uh, Toy Break. Um, I was last year. I was going to credit them and say that was my. Uh, oh God, what was it? Well, they were my workout. I watched Toy Break while I worked oh, yeah, out. Yeah, and like exactly an episode of Toy Break was over, I was done with my workout. Like that was <laughs> it was my entertainment. It kept me from getting bored and I complete Thank you. <laughs> Thank you George and Aileen for keeping me entertained while I lost weight. Um so Toy Break was one. Uh that's actually the only video podcast that I watch, really? listen to. Yeah. Huh. Um and then I listened to Smodcast. I started listening to about three or four of, well, and then Jane Silent Bob Get Old. And then um, whatever, Kevin Smith and his wife's one, I think it's like plus one or something yeah. like that. Yeah. The the tagline is prenups are for pussies. I need to look that one up because uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. They said they're going to start doing it regularly because it's like the most popular Smodcast oh, or yeah. fucking podcast out. Because she's, I mean, she's fucking. She. Well, of course. She's you think hilarious. She's that just like me. Kevin she's Smith like you fucking drag me on here. Do you know how long it took me to get on this fucking mic? Are you kidding me? No, it's I, it's a really good one. So I listen to a couple of Kevin Smith's podcasts, um, and then I've got the new. The Nutrition Diva. Um, it's just a 15-minute thing of like just different uh, factoids about nutrition because that's one of my passions is uh, health and nutrition and and stuff like that. I, I really am. Body wellness. A, I'm yeah. I I am one of those granola people just without the granola. Um, <laughs> Wrapped in a McDonald's wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Go oatmeal. Double Go McDonald's oatmeal. <laughs> no, I am all about health and stuff like that. I've I've always been concerned about my weight my entire life, so I just kind of gravitated towards that, which is why I became a massage therapist for a while until I broke my hand. Um, well, and you were. <laughs> You were. She was holding frozen bottles of water in her hand for an hour when she would yeah. get home. Because I'm a, I, when I'm a therapist, tissue. I'm a deep tissue person. I'm the, I'm the person where you're like hurt me, and I'm like okay, <laughs> and that ended up hurting me. So every I had the compression gloves, and I had the frozen ice bottles, and I was holding ice and all that. But uh, health and health and wellness is one of my big things. Uh, the other podcast, I listened to Voice of Republic for a while, and I listened to IHN for a while. I stopped listening to them. I I love the guys, but they really started to get to the negative parts VOR. of collecting, yeah. and I just well, couldn't. Not even I can't. Collecting. They were just negative. They were bashing everything. Yeah, and and it, I could tell that they were really good people. I just I. 
where I work is a great place to work, but I work with a lot of negative minded people. And so it was just too much negativity. So I stopped listening to them, unfortunately. Um, but you picked up your Harry Potter podcast. Oh yes, about the Harry same Potter. Time, right. Yeah. So I have uh, my Potter cast, my Muggle cast. I've got Twycast or my Twilight <laughs> cast, um, which actually one of the guys and, and I don't we're know his talking name. Talking about the state of the moon. We're talking. <laughs> <laughs> the yes, whole. I listened to a podcast about Twilight. Jamie, shut up. <laughs> I know you want to talk shit, but I like Twilight, okay? I'm not as fanatical as I am about Twilight as I am about Harry Potter, so don't touch Harry Potter either. Half-naked teenage boys turn her on. That's, that's <laughs> no, okay. There's, it's okay. Half-naked teenage girls are I know. I feel like too. a dirty old lady, but Taylor Lautner is just adorable. <laughs> He's just, like, just want to pet him. He's so Oh, anyway, um, so MuggleCast, Harry Potter, or yeah, PotterCast, I'm sorry, it's PotterCast, MuggleCast, and then um, Twilight Cast, and that's about all I really have time for, and I've fallen so behind you because behind, yeah. I found Pandora. Yeah, Pandora And I opened Pandora's box. <laughs> We've been listening to Pandora on the cast for the last four episodes, yeah. I think. Four or five episodes has been Pandora. I just, I absolutely love it. And because I can stream, we've got an open wireless network at my work. Well, secured open network. I can stream through my phone and just listen to Pandora all day long. Yeah. It's so nice. So me, I, I, I have so many podcasts i literally break them up into categories i've got uh uh let's see here um i've got uh 57 different podcasts that i listen to <laughs> we have comedy gi joe geek horror masters of the universe retro star wars talk Transformers, and then video podcasts. Okay, so uh, kind of like Miss Smith favorite. I'm a big uh, I'm a big Kevin Smith fan, uh, but I only listen to Jay and Silent Bob Get Old and the original Smodcast. I listen to Chris Hardwick's uh, Nerdist whenever there's somebody that interests me. I don't listen to his comedy only ones. Um, I listen to Doug Love Move. Uh, Doug loves movies when there's somebody on there I appreciate. And then I listen to the Onion Radio News. Uh, not yet. That's, I just started. <laughs> the only real G.I. Joe podcast out there to speak of is G.I. Joe Review Podcast. And these are guys that talk about the original comics. And uh, they're pretty sporadic. Uh, they were Excuse going me. pretty hardcore for a while, but I think uh, um, they ha twins were the hosts on there, and I think one has had a kid since, so it's kind of hard for them to get together. Um, for Geek Podcasts, I listen to Jonja.net. That's actually a local geek podcast here. Um, and we haven't tried Laka, to meet them yet? Uh no, just because I'm not really that. It's only been since last Starfest. They had an interview with Summer Glau that I really started listening to them. 
How do you get an interview with Summer Glow? You have to be press, like we will be this year. Okay. Um, That's what I thought. <laughs> Shit. But I don't want to do interviews anyways. Anyways, for lack of a better category, we have Star Joes in this category. Since they fall across all of the major franchises, we put them in Geek. Uh, this Week in Geek, which unfortunately has a host on there that I cannot stand... I, I started listening to a uh, certain podcast network, and, and when <laughs> he was by himself, <laughs> when he was by himself, he was great. I was like, "This guy's trying hard. He's doing his thing. He's doing a podcast. I, I'll listen to him." But now that he's with other more talented people, it just fucking it just ruins his his shit um i listen to entertainment earth adam paulus's uh three little mini podcasts he does each week current geek oh beautiful they used to do a current geek weekly and they don't do that anymore they only do uh one to two episodes a week at about eight to ten minutes a piece beautiful uh one of the one of the hosts on there is uh now a this week in tech uh host so that's kind of cool. Uh, geek stuff. Big Kev's geek stuff. Hadn't even heard of him until, uh, until San Diego Comic-Con 2008. Uh, Aileen and George introduced us to Big Kev. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. Uh, while we were there and like, oh, you listen to, you listen to Big Kev's geek stuff, right? And I'm like, Yeah. I hadn't even heard of them, but <laughs> sure. ever since I've listened to them, amazing, amazing. They do. If you have uh, XM slash Sirius, they do a show on XM and Sirius uh, that is Big Kev's Geek Stuff. I think it's like the Sirius, uh, Sirius. What do they call it? Uh, not edition experience. So if you have if you have that, definitely listen to them. If not, listen to their uh, podcast that they put out. Geeks on, absolutely amazing. A a California based podcast that there is a graphic designer on there that does a lot of game work. There's an actor. Um, oh my god, he's doing uh, Tunnel Rat. He's doing Tunnel Rat and G.I. Joe Renegades, the voice actor that does oh, that. Very cool. He's an Asian guy that he does this podcast as well. There's a, a movie producer that does it. Just great geek stuff. Hardcore, like board games, shit like that. Uh, let's see. Too Old to Grow Up. They haven't done a podcast in forever, but it was two guys out in Ohio that would just do podcasts about retro shit action figures, Star Wars. Oh, I just, remember that one. Yeah, they don't do it anymore for some reason. Um, the Geek Out, IHN's short-lived geek podcast. Uh, Night of the Living podcast for horror. Uh, this is another group out in Ohio that... <laughs> Wow. Uh, that, does, that does a horror People podcast. watching outside our window. <laughs> uh, then Masters awesome. of the Universe, I do uh, He-Man.org's Roast Google Dinner, which got Val Staples. God, man. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm not even Can we just through. say that the list goes on and on? Okay, no, here, I'll go through it faster. Sorry, you're right. <laughs> I'm, 
So He-Man.org's Rose Scoobal Dinner, you have some of the originators of 2000X artwork and comics uh, that have been involved in the fucking shit from day one. You have Pixel Dan on there. We have uh, Masters of the Universe Chronicles, that's a pop culture network podcast with Chris Fint. You have Masters Cast. Again, they haven't put out one in a long time, but they are the original retro retroist podcast. I like listen that. To I the listen to the retroist too. It's one thirty I minutes. Think of. The most in-depth podcasts you could ever. And he imagine. has such a soothing, like just to. He has that voice that. Um, it's kind of like uh, the Wonder Years, where it just makes you feel that nostalgic. Yeah. That n- that narrative voice. He's got an amazing voice. And and somebody I think that inspired the Retroist because I had heard of him first. Who knows? Branded in the eighties. Now he's only he he put out an initial set of podcasts pretty regularly. His ski ball then, rant was the shit. <laughs> That's what had me hooked. He was like, "You motherfuckers that have to walk up to the top of the ski ball and drop it in the hundred, <laughs> fuck you." Exactly, and, and he doesn't even cuss like that. Mrs. McPig versus embellishing. So if no, you don't I like think he cussing, dropped the f bomb in that one because he was pretty pissed about it because he was pretty heartfelt. But no, he doesn't normally cuss. Yeah, no, he's he's not one. And that's explicit like us but uh again He's i think retroist took from him very narrative and some of the most researched podcasts yeah if you want to know about 7-eleven from back in the day if you're <laughs> if you're old enough to care about 7-eleven back in the day if you want to listen to showbiz pizza garbage oh. pail kids his podcasts are the best. Uh, stuck in the 80s. They're out of uh, Tampa Bay, Florida. They're actually a professional podcast sponsored by the newspaper, the Tampa Bay Times. Uh, oh, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. They get some great 80s interviews. Uh, Chicken Pot Pod, a comedy oh, podcast. i to them for a while. Yeah. No reason to stop listening to them. They're, they're kind of up and down. You know, they're a comedy podcast, so sometimes they're reaching a little bit. Uh, very infrequently nowadays, I listen to the Force cast. I more listen to their collector stuff. Even though we've had our issues with Star Wars Action News, I listen to their podcast every week. It, it, it's one of those things where you may, not, you may not like the people themselves but they are very knowledgeable and and they are entertaining. Um, and then uh, the collectors, uh, <laughs> the Star Wars collectors archive cast, the Kive cast. If you're interested in in vintage Star Wars collecting whatsoever, make sure you listen to that. Uh, Voice of the Republic. They just ended their run. I still need. Do you think that they're still up on iTunes so I can listen I to their last episode? I think you can still download their... I think they said they're going to keep their archives going. Um, Imperial Holonet Radio, they're pretty much done as well. They said that they're trying to get together a farewell episode, but it hasn't happened yet. Now, talk. This is actually one of my favorite categories, even compared to all the toy stuff. NPR, story of the day. So the best story of the... <laughs> this is my favorite. It's like, hurry the fuck up. He's going on almost 10 uh, minutes of his podcast. PRI. Uh, yeah, my computer went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> 
BRI, Public Radio's International, The Sound of Young America. I listen to that one, too. Yeah, dude. Amazing. Jesse Thorne? Yeah. Oh, my God. Independent independent radio, mostly based on uh, literature and that... And that sounds more boring than it actually is. He gets some amazing authors, hip hop and comedy for a white boy in San Francisco. That's pretty impressive that that's what his radio. And what was, what's his formal trait? Like, where did he go to school? He went to one of those. He went to a radio. I mean, he is a formally trained radio person. And and he does. He, he's got, he's a Casey Kasem dude. Well, dude, he'll total Casey Kasem. He'll have somebody beautiful voice. Yeah. He'll have somebody on there that you're like, Oh, he's going to ask him about this, this and this. And he flips the script and he's like, how was it when you were in fifth grade? Yeah. And he just draws this amazing story out about yeah. this person's mid-school experience yeah. after fifth grade. So, so I learned that, you know, your, your mom was the greatest brownie teacher, What you know. Yeah. Just like, like, how did that affect your life? He just pulled. Yeah, he really does. He doesn't ask the normal questions. He asks some off the wall shit. I really love that show. I just can't, I don't, my pod, my iPod's dead and I don't have my podcast on my phone. So I don't remember half the shit that I listen to. Uh, this American Life. It's amazing. Probably one of the best fucking podcasts of all time. You it's turned me on to that. Show. I really wish that I had started listening to it during that college one that you kept telling me about. Dude, at NPR podcasts, they just take a random subject and and the stories somehow relate to that subject but not really mm-hmm. and just amazing stories some of the best reporting you could ever listen to uh now playing presents another one from the swan family um, it's pretty but, good but they're knowledgeable about movies and they and they well, do I like his, I retrospectives like- on like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and yeah. uh, Friday the 13th. What was and, the know. one that you were listening to on the way home from Wyoming this last time? You slash we. Remember. It was I pretty good. Remember, but I, I really, I'm not a fan of the people, but he is. It, it that's a really good well, podcast. It, it's just him on there. Yeah, I mean, they, and he and, has his other list. But he, he, he does. He doesn't have family. his. He he doesn't uh, Star Wars out on that one. Like he doesn't sound very elitist on it. He sounds very real. Yeah, yeah and exactly. that's what I like about it. Yeah, about that, you're exactly although right. I they don't subscribe very, to it. Yeah, they seem very elitist in their Star Wars shit. Um, World uh, Wrecking Crew Radio, which was the uh, predecessor to Branded, Obscure Eighties. Obscure Eighties. I'm sorry, um, guys. They don't do these podcasts anymore. But if you're a fan of the Eighties, look up Obscure Eighties on iTunes and listen to their all. Did they use those bumpers? Shows. I never heard them. I only listened to a few of the the new Wrecking Crew See, radio. See, that's what I. That's what happens when you teach me how to have a sexy voice. Uh, Transformers, uh, my favorite right now, Radio Free Cybertron. It's been one of my favorites for a very, very long time. I know, I'm going off. Uh, TF Wire was my favorite of the old schools. Um, And then WTF, and they don't have a subscription to them, but Cybertron, or Cybertron, I 
I heard the pod. They finally have a voice podcast. It's Cybertron. Even though it's spelled Sabertron, it's Cybertron. Gotcha. Okay. So those are all the audio. Last up, I'm just going to fucking fly through them because I've been going. No commentary. Just list them. Uh, Ask him for his commentary. Video podcast. The Stuff of Genius. Coolest stuff on the planet. X-Play Daily Video Cast. The Totally Rad Show. We've oh, been yes. to a Comic-Con fucking streaming of that. Uh, related to that, Dignation. Uh, God, I keep hitting buttons accidentally. Adobe Creative Suite Video Podcast. <laughs> That's a designer <laughs> one. This Week in Tech, Leo Laporte. Amazing. A little long. The Pop Culture Network, That New Toy Smell. Beautiful. Talks about old uh, old school toy lines that you wouldn't normally get from a podcast. Hey, I got to talk about the good ones. Photoshop user TV, <laughs> CSS tricks, screencasts, boing boing video. They don't do a lot of podcasts anymore. Layers TV is old school and Photoshop, Photoshop killer tips is old school. And then, of course, our very favorite video podcast, Toy, toy break. break. Yeah. So... I think we need to take another break. Oh, my God. We weren't supposed to be talking this long. Okay. You like to talk about yourself. I like to talk about my life. I guess that's myself. <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. All right. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with... The last three pieces of <laughs> us talking about ourselves. Please. <laughs> <laughs> What is thy bidding, my master? There is a great disturbance in the force. I have felt it. Young Skywalker must not become a Jedi. If he could return, he would become a powerful ally. Yes, he would be a great asset. Can it be done? He will join us or die, Master. I won't fail you. I'm not afraid. You will be. You will be. All right, guys. Welcome back. Uh, we may be re-recording this. It was fucking just pinned. Did you see your fucking levels on there? You telling me I'm being too loud? <laughs> I just don't think we have the new equipment dialed in correctly. But uh, so yeah, those were so our now podcasts. We're gonna talk like this now. <laughs> we're gonna be nice and timid. It'll be okay. I want to talk about my sweaty balls. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, so yeah, so those are the podcasts that kind of we listen to. A lot of those inspired us to do our own podcasts. Uh, we've been in- incredibly lucky to do our to be able to go to the conventions we've gone to. I mean, we've yeah. gone to some of the uh, obviously Comic Con three years in a row now. We'll be there for a fourth year. Yeah. It's solely because we have friends there. 
yeah. that that can help us out. I've I've got management at my work that are like, I want to know what happens at Comic Con. I want to go next year, and I'm like, ah, it's already sold out. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's crazy. Sold out first day. Yeah. So I I mean we are incredibly lucky to be able to do Comic Con. We've done. BotCon, I've done it the last three years in a row. You you did one of those years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did GI Joe Con. Um, we of course do our local ones here, which is just Starfest far is fun. It's it, it's it's, fun. it's just a fun like date night. Well, it's because it's a uh, it's in a courtyard. Or date day. It's in a courtyard. Marriott so, Courtyard. Yeah. By the way. Uh, so uh, <laughs> what's cool is people make a big deal of it. And all of their balconies are, are decorated. decorated. So that makes it really cool. And you we can see that on my uh, Starfest uh, photo albums on my Facebook page. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> we don't get huge stars. We got Tom Hodges. That was cool. The one that was that oh, that Star was, Wars that, comic book. That artist. was the first one that we went he to was at a night. Grumpy. Yeah. It was all super snowy and shit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, we've been incredibly lucky to go to some very cool cons, and I want uh, Comic Con. Our our expectation is is that we'll get to go to that every year, even yeah. when we have kids. It's gonna be it's gonna be the Grandma five days that we get a, yeah that we get away from the kids. So hopefully we'll continue to go with these. But this is most likely my last bot con. Uh, probably won't go to another GI Joe con unless it's local or, or a day drive away. I mean, that yeah. might be a little bit different. Kind of like Kansas. Kansas was although nice. it was a it nice was closing out for drive. the season. You know, we we ramped up. We did Starfest, uh, Bot Bot con, Comic Con. And then we and then the just smallest of all chilled of out with with Jocon and for me I was I had just about enough of people <laughs> after that yeah so so we love our cons we're gonna keep trying to go to them but probably I mean we had we Comic-Con had a, we had a five year plan we had a five year plan for kids and we're in our fifth year so. We're Little at, McFavorites are on the way. Yeah, baby McFavorite. Not, nothing confirmed. Or <laughs> no, yeah, we're not. This is all rumor. Granted, remember, I'm drinking a twisted tea. Yeah. As soon as you hear a couple casts in a row where Mrs. McFavorite isn't drinking anything, you can probably guarantee. No, we'll make a big bike. announcement. I like attention like that. Shit, I'm going to be pregnant. I'm going to be milking <laughs> like, that shit. I'm bitchy for a reason, bitch. Be like, you drag my ass out of bed for what? <laughs> no, just kidding. So, but, the cast has been kind of up and down. We haven't we haven't been at the time limit that I wanted. I, I we haven't been at I'm the consistency po- the consistency to make a true fandom. Or well, a we big. Haven't, we haven't done the promoting. Yeah, but, I guess that's true. But we have the swag. Is, We've had the same swag for like four years now. <laughs> We've kind of switched up, but we're just not the outgoing people like Saber. Like, hey, have a frisbee. Yeah, <laughs> I really wish I could be like that. I just, I'm. That's exactly like you right. know me. I'm too introverted. And, 
I mean, I've wanted I've wanted a no more than an hour cast because I don't like podcasts that are more than an hour. Yeah, no I do get frustrated with Smodcast when it gets to be beyond yeah, an hour and a half. Yeah, their their last few casts have been an hour and forty minutes, two hours. I'm like. And and no offense to anybody that does a podcast like that. It's and a lot just, of people I like that. Our fans, so many. You guys love it, and so I guess well, that's I why we really say don't you change guys, it. The the vocal majority. Yeah, the vocal the majority. Vocal majority of love it. That they like so a thank longer you. cast. Glad that you like listening to us as much as we like hearing ourselves talk. But I would <laughs> I would really like to be in an hour. I would like to be weekly, which we haven't been weekly. We've been two to three weeks. Um, we're, we're in the process of trying to fix that, but we're not making any promises. You know, we, I'm trying to teach Slick to stop apologizing and I'm not apologizing. I I know you're not. And that's what I've been teaching you. (laughs) Good job, Padawan. (laughs) Um, (laughs) we, we've kicked around interviews, but once you start doing interviews, then you have to start being, and not that we aren't already, but you have to start being a part of the machine. You know, you've got to mm-hmm. you've got to adhere to a certain ethic and a certain value, and and not that we don't do that, but not to mention that I don't want to kowtow to anybody. Yeah, I mean, granted, we've been offered interviews with the Four Horsemen. And and those would be nice and laid back. I've heard their interviews in the past with other podcasts, and they're nice and laid back. They're not worried about it. It's not corporate. It's not Hasbro. It's not Mattel. But still, it's that. It's not famous people. Or, I'm sorry, like, let's sit down with Seth Green or well, something like that. Well, and it's not corporate shit. Yeah. It's not where somebody's like, should I answer this this way or that way because Wait, my company a, is a toy company? They just asked a splitted question where we can answer part of it, but if we answer that part, it might answer the other part. I'd rather just not say. Yeah, and we've <laughs> talked about getting involved in the Q&As and shit like that, and I don't even think I want to be involved with those because it's a certain set of responsibility. You ha- you should be submitting Good questions that haven't been asked before. That is the problem with all the Hasbro Q&A and a lot of the Mattel Q&A. Is the sites ask the same fucking questions, not even in the same session, but that was asked the session before. Yeah. You know, like they're you not have doing a responsibility, yeah, to ask a good question because the fan community is relying on you. Yeah. I don't even want that responsibility. Um Miss McFavor talk about promoting our podcasts. We take swag to every con we go to and we give out ten. <laughs> you know, because it's a it's a vacation for us. Yeah, we drink. We're enjoying ourselves. We go to podcast or podcast. We go to uh, uh, presentations and shit that we want to. I'm not there to promote my fucking podcast like other people that are there. All about like, oh, you know, get our our comic con badges and stuff like this. Yeah. I could give a shit. Don't wear my badge. 
fucking have a good time. Go see something you want to see, you know? Yeah. It's a vacation for us. So I don't think we're ever going to be those people that are like promoting nonstop and giving away all. We give stickers away with our cards. That's what we give at pod, uh, at podcast. Joe Con, we gave away uh, styrofoam airplanes. Oh yeah, because there wasn't any good GI Joe stickers, so we <laughs> gave a little little styrofoam airplanes away, little toys that people could play with, you know. And I don't think we're ever going to break from that. I have too much fun. Yeah, I by the time that I'm done talking to somebody in line, I just end up feeling like a jackhole for being like, oh yeah, and. Here's my card. Yeah, I do a podcast. Listen to it, please. Yeah, um, be like, oh, you like talking to me? You'd listen to me talk for the next two hours. <laughs> you have no interaction, but you know you like my voice. So we're probably not going to be doing any breaking interviews. I mean, there's there's good shows like Radio Free Cybertron, uh, Masters uh, uh, Roast Google Dinner that does Mattel interviews, Star Wars Action News, as much as we've had our issues with. They do amazing interviews. They get great they authors. They, ha- uh, they have access to a lot of industry insiders, not necessarily nearly as much as the Force cast that have now, like, completely sold their soul to fucking Lucasfilm and now they they get all kinds of you know Clone Wars interviews and stuff like that but if that's what you're interested listen to them yeah and then come to us about a true fan and a and a true wife of a fan <laughs> talking about collecting toys you know we're yeah. we're not here to break the newest newest news on comics or books or anything we talk about toy news that is now you know that's happening right now that you're hearing about we'll tell you about what's hitting stores we'll tell you what's on sale that's that's all i'm concerned about you know yeah and i think that's a little i don't i don't know this is just something that kind of popped in my head is that that's a little something i'm not knowledgeable in this stuff at all I've picked up things, you know, I've learned things, but I'm not completely knowledgeable. And I've run into a couple of our fans where they'll just start, they'll catch me on Facebook and I'll get caught in a chat and they'll just like go off. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) because I'm not knowledgeable. And people do that same thing at work because I've got toys on my desk and they know I do a podcast and everything. So they start going off about like, everything star wars or every yeah it's mostly star wars most people are yeah. like oh well, transformers is just a toy well, because you don't have and transformers on your desk yeah. and you don't have gi joe on your um, desk you have primarily star, star wars because that's your focus and, at least um, of the four franchises. and they'll just start talking to me and i'm like I, I enjoy collecting the toys i learn a lot of the things just from what slick talks about um, most of the time when I listen to podcasts, I don't really pick up on the stuff because it's in the background. I'm not a multitasker when it comes to my brain. <laughs> well, I just love that I'll bust out a new toy and I'll be like, look at this. And it has a skull head. And you're like, we talked about that, right? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, about nine months ago when it was breaking news about how this toy was coming out. You're like, 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I think I like that one. You know? I do. I do have my other interests, but this is something that I enjoy doing with Slick, and and I have fun with it. And I've gotten to meet all of you great people and talk to a lot of wonderful people about this stuff. And I've gotten to go to the cons, and oh my god, Comic Con! I never thought that Comic Con would be a big topic at a mutual fund company. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Oh, I know. Across I, management. Oh, I'm Every talking to VPs and com- AVPs oh, about Comic Con. Not about work. My about Comic Con. the same way. My <laughs> owners are the same way. Like, oh, how was your vacation? It was amazing. Like, do you see any movie stars? You know, and it's, and it's like, well, of course you see movie stars, yeah. but. They're on a stage. You wait in line to see them. You know, it's not like I ate lunch with fucking, you know, with some big guy that you're going to know. But, I mean, it's a thing where... uh, I don't know. know. I I just... I I felt like I needed to say that for some reason. (laughs) No, that's great, baby. And, And so... Essentially, that's where we're coming from. We're just we're we're people that love to buy toys. To we talk like about meeting them. people. Yeah, and we like being around people, and we like being around people that have a common interest. And this is a big common interest for oh, us. Oh yeah. And yeah. you know, as much as you know, the a big part of the community is very, you know centered like Star Wars is the center of their universe or what whatever franchise it is is the center of their universe you get to learn a little bit about them and you get to meet a really great set of people like George and Aileen Saber Vern all these people are just amazing people Jamie Jamie is a really great person what you learn about is that the toys are only one aspect of yeah. these people's lives and that's that's the most important i think one of the one of the greatest things i've seen on twitter and something i retweeted straight retweet three tweets in a row was about a toy website that was shutting down and it wasn't it wasn't for the normal my wife says i can't do this anymore or I'm having a kid. They were just like, I need to move on with my life. I need to do something different with my life. And the person that retweeted this was like, you're doing it wrong. And that's the exact point is if toys are the only aspect of your life that you're interested in, you are, you're doing it wrong. It needs it. I mean, that's, that's the way I've always approached life. I'm not the best pool player you'll ever meet. I'm not the best basketball player you'll ever meet. I'm not the best skateboarder. I'm not the best snowboarder. I'm not the best uh, dirt biker. I'm not the best camper. I'm not the best four-wheeler. Um, I'm not the best graphic designer. I'm not the best web designer. Um, I'm not the best movie buff. I'm not the best gamer. But these are all things that I take very serious in my life, and I enjoy all of them. And I share my life with all aspects of those interests. Toys happen to be a focus. I mean, I, I spend a higher percentage on toys 
than anything else in my life. (laughs) But but my life is well rounded, you know. I excuse me. I don't only ever talk to people online. I have I have. And again, I'm not bragging. I have a, a ridiculous amount of real life friends. You know, we do stuff all the time with people that aren't online, you know. So if online is the only existence you have right now, please branch out. Please meet people where you're from. Please drag yourself away from a computer and go to a bar by yourself. It's amazing who you'll meet. It is. I stood in a line completely by myself, and that's something I never do. And I actually talk to people, which I never did before. And that was the best thing about Comic-Con. I got to talk to somebody who works for a couple of the studios. He was like some sound engineer. Nothing big. Yeah. He was just a sound a sound engineer for a couple he places. He probably has and, a pro pass, yeah. but... He's not getting ahead of anybody. He's waiting in line, just like you. Yeah. He missed Big Bang, just like me. (laughs) I was a little bit more upset. (laughs) So, yeah, like I say, if this is your life, you're doing it wrong. And I'm sorry, that that may be a wake up call to some of you. That may make some of you not listen to us anymore. And we're sorry. Yeah. But this is if, if this is your life, you're doing it wrong. You need other things. And, and that's what this whole episode was about is Mrs. McFavorite and I, we have other things. We had a life before this. We have a life after this, but this is important to us. We love you guys. We love, I mean, we we don't do this for any money. We don't do this for any money. We don't there try to get no, in to get perks or yeah, free stuff. Exactly. I have not received one free thing ever. The only thing free I've ever gotten from this is from Aileen, you know? And we wouldn't even had to have done a podcast for that. She has been an incredibly amazing person that has hooked us up out of the goodness of her heart. It doesn't have anything to do that we have this many people listening or we have this many people downloading or we have this many visitors to our website. She did this out of the goodness of her heart. And that's all we have experienced doing this is people doing things out of the goodness of their heart. And that's what matters the most to us. Yeah. I I started doing this because I did it out of support for Slick. You know, it was an opportunity for me to break out of a bubble that I've never even had the balls to break out of. Like before, my bubble was impermeable <laughs> from both sides. <laughs> and uh, And it's made me a better person. And I've gotten to meet a lot of wonderful people, and it's completely changed a lot of things about me. I've, I mean, work has definitely branched me out of my bubble, but <laughs> I don't think that if this was around, I don't think that I would have been able been to break out of that bubble at work. I still would have been the worker bee at work, just yeah. head down, just busting out my widgets, you know? And now I'm into project management and doing different things and meeting different people and being confident in myself. That's what, that, that's what I got out of this podcast. So 
it's important to us. It'll keep going. Oh my God. This is my I'm not is crying. Don't even try to go there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so that's us. I mean, we literally laid ourselves on the table. Um, I I I want to ensure that none of this was bragging. Um, none of this was look how cool we are. Um, don't you wish you were us? This was us. This is where we're from, you know, where we came from, where we're at, and... Where we'd like to go. Yeah. Where we're going. We haven't even talked about that. Oh, I thought that's what... I thought we were wrapping that all up. I thought we were too, but we (laughs) we literally did talk about it. Four minutes and go. Okay. (laughs) So this this is where we're from, where we are currently. Where we're going is the same direction we're gonna do this we're not doing interviews we're not gonna be that breaking news cast i'm from open your open your toys cast what are you talking about let me in (laughs) we're gonna be talking (laughs) about toys um i am gonna branch out to youtube a little bit uh and you have already i i love yeah we have we have all the videos of every single uh uh, panel from San Diego Comic Con, any botcon panels that we're actually able to record. Um, we have we have videos of all the cases from all the major conventions we go to. Um, but what I am going to do is I'm going to. I've been excited. <laughs> <laughs> I've been excited about my 140 character reviews on Twitter. Because I'm too lazy to do a real review, so I'll do a review of about a hundred characters of figures. I'm going to start doing that more consistently, if not every day, every other day, because I'm at least opening a toy every other day. Um, and then I'm going to start hitting you with YouTube videos, and, and not the amazing like, oh, I'm breaking a new fucking toy that you've never seen before. I'm doing a video review of that. I'm going to be doing a two-minute review. That's right. A one, I'm going to be doing one two-minute review of a figure. So, um, efficiently TM'd right here, one, two reviews. That's right. So, I have 140 character reviews that I TM'd on Twitter way back in the day before anybody was doing reviews on Twitter. Um, I'm going to be dropping fucking one, two reviews. One two-minute review. Exactly. One two-minute review of an action figure. Uh, We've already bought the equipment that that Mrs. McFavorite is demonstrating right now. Um, But besides that, it's going to be the same old open your toys. You know, we... I'm not trying to make this a thing. Someday, maybe I will be. If I get laid off... I definitely will be. <laughs> yes, you if, will. If I get laid off, it's all about the ad revenue at that point. Oh, you're pointing it way up at the corner. <laughs> no, I see but, you right there. I yeah, mean, so so we're going to be doing a little bit different 
check out the show notes for this. It's going to be pretty simple. Besides, we're going to have some pictures, which I haven't taken any pictures. I feel so bad. But we're going to have some videos of this. Oh, yeah. Check that out. There's some videos. And there's going to be some pictures. So <laughs> this time around, don't check out the show notes to see pictures of your newest toys that you want to see. Check out videos of Mrs. McFavorite and I doing what we love to do. John Williams in the background. What the fuck more can you ask for? So for episode 50 of Open Your Toys cast. Note that these are pictures with me without makeup. So my apologies. <laughs> I, I started putting on makeup. I do and it. And he got mad at me. <laughs> Because I want it to be au natural. We're both right out oh, of the shower. sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So oh. check out our show. Oh, that just about <laughs> gave me a heart attack. Check out the show notes for videos and pictures of Mrs. Favorite and I recording episode 50 of Open Your Toys Cast. I am Slick. And I am Mrs. McFavorite. And we'll see you sooner rather than later. Or later rather than sooner.